Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Phil Armstrong, and I will be your host today on the Prophecy Zone. I'd like to welcome everybody out there. Hopefully, y'all are having a nice night. Uh, today, I just want to go over uh, Bible prophecy. Now, it appears to me that we are uh, in a world of changing and it's not uh, changing of Obama, but it's changing uh, as far as the world is concerned, uh, Bible prophecy. Uh, we see the increase of earthquakes, uh, to say the least. Uh, there is a seismographic activity that uh, we need to be aware of, especially those who uh, study Bible prophecy. Um, one of the things that the Word of God said that there will be earthquakes in diverse places, Matthew 24, uh, and it also is in uh, Luke 21, if you want to go read that. And I'm going to give you the exact location for those who are new to Bible prophecy, because it is very important that you know that earthquakes is a sign of Jesus Christ's soon return. Now, for those who have been studying Bible prophecy, we know and we get excited when we see these things uh, come to pass. We see earthquakes on the rise. Now, the Chilean earthquake um, happened, uh, and it was at 8.2. And um, they were questioning, was uh, the Chilean earthquake uh, connected to the Californian earthquakes that happened? Now, there's a few scientists that say that the faults are too far away from each other, meaning the San Andreas fault and the fault that is located in Chile. And that's somewhat good news, at least they say it is. Now, uh, for me, I don't go around wishing that people die. 
that's not what I want you to carry away <laughs> from this show with. But it is intriguing, to say the least, that this book, that the last prophet was in uh, nine, uh, 60, well, actually 90 A.D., uh, this that long ago to the very longest, which was 4,000 years ago. Um, and that was um, the Old Testament prophets. Now, the, 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 the intriguing thing is that uh, not just the earthquakes, but everything else the Bible has prophesied that would happen is happening and will continue to happen. Now, for the Middle East peace process uh, that is going on, they are back to a stalemate, and it's just part of the birth pain process. Jesus Christ said, and uh, for some people's Bibles, <laughs> not everybody's, but uh, I think it's New King James, but it caused uh, the list of what Jesus Christ gave from Matthews 24, verse 1 through 8, the beginning of sorrows. And in some Bibles, it says the beginning of birth pains. And um, birth pains happen in frequent different frequencies. For you moms out there who have had, ladies have had babies, you know that uh, these, these birth pains uh, as the lady had the first contraction, these contractions get worse and worse as she gets closer to having the baby to a point where it's an ultimate pain. Uh, and we see these things. Let's say for me, I've been studying about prophecy for, you know, for 20 years, at least off and on. And there's some people out there who have been studying Bible prophecy for 50 years all the way through with no breaks. And they see... Uh, that the birth pains were much smaller back then, but there was evidence that we were in the end times, but not even close to where we are now. Uh, I mean, it's it's getting extremely close. Now, um, where are we? Are, are, is the California earthquake and the Chilean earthquake are they? Clues that we are uh, having a much more planetary crisis. Uh, a sign that there's a, a tectonic uh, doomsday headed our way. And and what what is most scientists saying? Now, um, to say that the Chilean earthquake and the Californian earthquake was connected, uh, like I just said earlier, it was. They're, they're too far away. The plate, the the uh, faults are too far away. But could the Earth be signaling something very drastic is about to happen? And I'll say, I'll say, I'll say that Jesus Christ is about to happen, and the Earth is groaning to this present day for redemption. And that's just obvious. The body, when it comes out of the uh, person, I mean, out of the mother is streaming death. And, but at the same time, it's also streaming redemption. Remember, the world was cursed when Adam and Eve uh, ate of the forbidden fruit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's cursed. Now, as far as the Noah movie, 
you couldn't have more perfect timing to put out a movie on Noah and to make perhaps fun of the Christian faith. And that seems to be the norm going around here in the last days. The, the day that we live in seems to be that the Christian is the enemy or somewhat becoming the enemy who seems to be very intolerant of everybody else's choices to to practice sin or evil i say i put i don't just say sin i say evil the bible says what are those who call good evil and evil good now you're going to see the world continue to shake as jesus christ coming and his kingdom be fulfilled now i want to read again luke 21 verse 25 and there should be signs in the sun and upon the earth discussing nations with perplexity the seas and the waves roaring man's hearts fell in them for fear and for thing, looking upon things that are coming upon the earth now i kind of shortened that and speeded that up and it says for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, the world will be shaking as it sees Christ coming back, or as, the, as it senses the creator of all things is coming back. Now, you can say that, you know, be a part of the environmental movement that, or, or the New Age movement that everything is gone and say that the world is shaking because the world is part God, and it's sensing that God is coming back. Well, I don't think that's the case. But the the, the tie-in to the Creator is that the Creator knows the creation knows its Creator, and um, the the creation also knows that it was once healthy, because our bodies try to fight off enemy attack viruses and, and ailments and germs and, and you know and colds and flus and sicknesses because it's made that way and we were supposed to be made uh, in the image of God and we're supposed to be healthy but the body uh, is God put this perfect creation which it is a perfect creation and into the garden and, and it was cursed and it's still an amazing creation. Have you looked at a sunset or, or a beautiful uh, ride in the, in, the, in the mountain states and you're just amazed? Or being in an airplane, you look down and see God's creation. Or you, out, you go outside in the springtime or the summertime and look in the air and it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. Okay? We, we need to keep an eye on this earthquake activity. Uh, because it, it, it's setting the stage for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. And um, the more we see these things happening, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to believe uh, the, uh, that there's going to be much more stranger things happening than even some of the Bible prophecy students and teachers believe. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the way Luke 21 has it, and there should be signs 
and the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon earth, distress a nation with perplexity, the seas and the rays roaring. Now we know in the tribulation period these things are going to happen. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to believe that this is something that's happening before the tribulation period begins. Uh, because if you look closely at Luke 21:34, it seems to set a day of Noah type of atmosphere. A day when no one's looking for something. Now, if you read Revelations closely, everybody should know within the span of a few years inside the tribulation period, at least four to five years, that we're there. And if you read the book of Revelations, a lot of people know, even non-believers, a lot of non-believers know that Revelations means doom or destruction. So you're going to know these things are going to happen. Now, and then I'll go into some of the other news. Um, Luke 21, 34, and, and take heed to yourselves that at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and so that that day come upon you unawares. Why would that day come upon you unawares if... There is meteorites falling from the sky and boulders and, and, and giant beasts biting people and you can't die for five months and Mark of the Beast and Antichrist. And why wouldn't you know that? It says, for, it says in verse 35, For as a snare shall it come upon them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things and, and to come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, that's another thing I'm wondering for those who don't believe in a preacher of rapture. Why is he asking you to pray that you will be found worthy to escape? And then I, I asked a couple of teachers who have been on my show before and been on the Prophecy Zone, and they're, they're just like coming up. They just come up with this amazing um, uh reason why. I had a guest and I won't name his name. I had asked him and I wanted to do a show on the Mediterranean Union because I don't believe the, the system, I believe the skeleton, the system that will produce the Antichrist is going to rise at that particular time. In other words, just like the League of Nations rose after World War One, the uh, United Nations rose after World War Two. I believe there will be a nation, uh, a, a League of Nations, but it will be a United Nations, but it will be a new type of union, and particularly focused in on the the old Roman Empire, and particularly uh, Africa, Northern Africa, uh, the Middle East, most of the Middle East. And the European Union, and I think the European Union is the is the is the right wing or whatever wing it was was the was the West Wing, and the uh, Middle East and Northern Africa will be the East Wing. And um, when it says that the Antichrist is to do three of the first ten, I think he's going to have an Ottoman Empire, where somehow another the divisions become. The more particularly uh, uh, obvious that he will probably run the East, and and, and just in the corporation you have 
different types of executives who might be in charge of Walmart. You might have an overall director who is in charge of all uh, Walmarts on the east of the Mississippi. And you might have another director who is in charge of those who are in the west of the Mississippi. So when it says he should subdue three of the first ten, that does not mean he's going to rip them up and shred them into pieces because remember he's a a king that comes, that arises, and he shall by peace destroy many. How is he going to destroy many by peace if he comes up ripping people apart? So the Antichrist is not going to come with power. He's just one. He's just out of them. He comes from among the ten. And and that's what uh, makes uh, him so unique. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and see, uh, take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to go and, and talk about a little bit about the finance financial um, um, chaos that is coming upon the world, the earth. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to tie in to the Middle East peace process. And uh, I want you to hear some interesting things, so I'll be right back. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. Romans 623 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperous Jesus on Box Talk Radio. Now. 
Be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future in the rapture of the church, the concentration camps of the enemy, your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to the zone, the prophecy zone. challenges but um in the day and age that we live uh, i wouldn't be surprised if um, we come up with a peace deal by the end of this april now i'm going to um, speak very candidly here and say that um, it can go many ways uh, I believe that uh, I can see the devil time is up and just the way the Bible if you go I suggest if you don't if you don't if you haven't studied Bible prophecy go and study it uh, I suggest you stick with the Bible go get a uh, a Bible prophecy study guide and, and and or you can go to your local uh, Christian bookstore, and and make sure the Bible becomes your focus. But go and get a few books on Bible prophecy, and um, it, I mean it's amazing what what's going on. Like in Yellowstone Park, uh, Yellowstone volcano erupts, could have erupted in 2014, and um, and the one sign is the animals are fleeing, and um, and and it just goes back to. Uh, what we were talking about earlier about the earthquakes that uh, seem to be a little bit more. Now, when when we start to get um, earthquakes by the Mississippi, then you can really start worrying. Uh, I believe that what's going to happen in the end times, uh, just before Christ's return, I'm 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 still, and I, I know people are going to say, "Oh man, he he believes in the festivals." Yeah, I still believe in the festivals. I still believe that whatever year it is, uh, we're going to look at uh, Christ's return for His bride will be in the fall, and prior to that, you're still going to have uh, activity happening and things happen around the world uh, as far as. Um, uh, as far as the world is concerned, the uh, geopolitical, geo-environmental, um, and as far as the seismo- seismographic activity that will be going on, will be all warnings. Um, the animals would be freaking out, like leaving Yellowstone. It, it'd be it, you. It, for those who study Bible prophecy, would know that these things are proof that Christ is returning. One thing uh, that amazes me is that uh, how accurate the Bible is versus how unaccurate people who are not Bible prophecy uh, or straight up Bible prophecy um, 
I'm sorry, um, Bible prophets. Um, you know, the Bible is 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 a hundred percent accurate. But then you have, like for instance, Sam Malachi, who predicted the popes. People need to give this guy a break. He's not a biblical prophet. So to say that Obama's the Antichrist and Francis is is the false prophet, I wish I would have took this Bible prophecy more seriously because I would probably be telling y'all right now, go study it more because you've been left behind. And there is no rapture that's taking place, and the Holy Spirit is not removed, and uh, we're not in a tribulation period. And Barack Obama has gray hair. I believe that the Antichrist will show strength all the way up until he's assassinated or, or somewhat assassinated. And uh, he rises again, and the Bible talks about him having a injured eye and a withered left hand. Uh, so we, we we have to take a look at that, and we have to say that maybe we're acting prematurely, just like we've acted prematurely with a lot of prophecy that Obama is not the Antichrist, and neither is Francis the false prophet. We need to understand that St. Malachi is not a Bible prophet. And if, I mean, if he's somewhat accurate, he didn't say that. I don't think he's ever said there says the Lord. Uh, so he's not about he's not accurate. If he's not accurate, then if, if he predicted 113 popes, you can probably throw in two more. I mean, he's pretty darn accurate. You can give the man some credit. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I believe that. I mean, I've had. Um, Chris Putnam on my show, and I enjoyed having him. And I, I and I, I still believe that that his book is an awesome book. Matter of fact, they just sent it to me, but Pope Romanus. But um, we still have to cut cut the guy some slack. Not, I mean, cut say Melchizedek no, some slack. Uh, he was not a Bible prophet, so there's a chance that I mean, he's way more accurate than Nostradamus. That's to say the least. Nostradamus was terrible. But, um, you know, I mean, it's just, a, it's just the fact that we are close to Christ's return. Um, and, we're close, and a lot of Bible prophecy students would like to pull the trigger quicker than they have to and, and jump and bite on things that really aren't uh, or seems like it doesn't make any sense. I believe when the Antichrist comes out, he'll before he signs that peace deal, he'll be on the scene by, and you won't even know who he is uh, up until like right there, within three months. In other words, if this was the year, and he signed a peace deal this October, you wouldn't see the Antichrist until around August. You'll see him starting to 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 come to I mean maybe they might even say, Well he's been uh, he's been um this young this young man right here, this young fellow will be um controlling he will be in charge of the East or he'll think of some type of a name for him. Uh, you know, he's the regional director of the East um you know whatever name you can give it. And uh He'll be in charge of the Middle East part of the new union that's just been formed. 
Um, and I and I do believe that it, it won't be so obvious that he's still the Antichrist until he actually comes in and, and bothers that peace deal. Now, I believe that the Ten Kings will... Now, here's what I think could happen very seriously. The Club of Rome has the world divided into ten. When the Antichrist goes into the temple, then he divides the world into ten. But until then, the ten will be still... Because remember he said that the, the ten kings have not received the kingdom as of yet. Why not? Remember, if the ten kings were the ones who... Everybody said the Club of Rome was supposed to be dividing the world up to, to ten. Then they would receive their kingdom because it would be they would be a part of the ten. They'd be one of the ten. And um, if you want to go study that, go study the Club of Rome. Uh, so that's why I believe that the in, in uh, Revelation 17, where it says that there are five kings. Uh, five have fallen, one is, and one is to come, and then there'll be an eighth. The one is to come, the one, um, the one is, uh, will be Rome, and then there's a seventh empire that will come, uh, which will be, uh, the first of the Antichrist's power, which will be, remember I just mentioned that the League of Nations after World War One, the uh, United Nations after World War Two, and then there will be another union that will rise to power uh, after World War Three, and I do believe it is the Mediterranean Union, well, started by Nikolai Sarkozy, and that will be divided into ten. So it will be the ten toes that's why you have the ten toes. So you have the seventh empire and a Revelation. Now I'm tying Revelation 17 to Daniel chapter 2. So you have the seventh empire, which will be represented in Daniel chapter 2 by the two legs. Which that was, uh, actually technically, no. I'm sorry. Um, it will still be represented by the, the, the ten toes. But see, he he takes over. The, he becomes a world leader when he enters the temple and says he is God. So I don't think he's a world leader up until that point. And then he divide. And then they divide the world up into ten regions. Now, could they have already started doing that now? And then really like kind of like the mark of the beast. It's subjective. It's it's voluntary. You can you can and then they're promoting it. They're even promoting it right now. And then you won't you know, they won't be filled steam ahead and you might you won't have to take it into the middle of the tribulation period. So could it be that uh, the world would be divided up into ten like right now? Because it's already the corporate realm has already done it. So could it be that that as we get closer to that point of him entering the temple and saying he's God and 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 he says, Well now I'm gonna divide the world up into ten regions. And see the ten aren't the same ten. I mean they're not they're this is still the same ten kings that start off with them because technically the ten kings come up before him. If you notice that. I look I it is in um Revelations uh I'm sorry, Daniel chapter seven says and I looked and behold another little horn comes up, which is number 11, who subdues three 
of the first ten. So technically, the union will be there, and he what he does is he becomes boss over those three. Now, he doesn't destroy them. He doesn't go back to seven. It's still ten. In the days of these ten kings, in the days of these ten kings, the Son of God will, will restore his kingdom. Now, uh, I wanted to sit, so talk about some similarities, but I'm, I'm still stuck on the, let me Let me finish this, this Middle East peace thing, because it's important. Uh, and, it, and it's very important to look at America in this, because America is not in Bible prophecy. And unfortunately, I think it's because we signed that peace agreement and we forced Israel to give away land for peace. And when you try to divide God's land, you have the recipe for disaster. Now, I played John McTurnan, and um, as America has done to Israel, and it is so important, folks, to, to understand that the minute that we sign that peace deal, whenever it is, is this April or next April, and I believe it will be on Passover. I do believe it will be in, in, in whatever year it will be. It will be in April. Some of people say, well, why do you come up with that? Because I'm looking at the feast, and I'm looking at even just shortly after these feasts for things to transpire. Because God is trying to tell his Jewish 144,000 Jews before they even arise. Because he's setting the stage for all this stuff. So the 144,000 Jews will understand that, you know, notice that the Antichrist signed a peace deal on Passover. And, um, or he signed one on Tabernacle, my bad. So it'll be in October. But... Um, there'll be a peace deal signed on Passover still prior to the tribulation period starting. So what I what I what I'm saying is this. I, I I'm looking at uh the time period between when you back up from the time that the tribulation starts and you and you come to a point where there's a covenant that exists. Now, some people say the covenant already exists. Now, the covenant I'm talking about is the covenant in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, when it says, and he shall confirm the covenant. There's already a covenant there, so he's confirming it, and people kind of overlook that. They're almost thinking that he's just coming up with the covenant. No, the covenant already exists. So what I'm saying is that I'm 100% believing that... <clears throat> The tribulation period would not start in the spring, it would start in the fall. So when you see things happen, uh, you need to do a study on the feast. I believe God has a time, time lock where everything is going to happen on a specific time period. Now, it doesn't have to happen specifically on those days, but... I do believe that it's very close to those Jewish feasts or festival days. Now, the, these festivals belong to the Lord. 
So the devil's going to try to mimic as much as possible. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. Um, the tribulation period, whatever, whatever year it happens, will start in October. The rapture of the church, if you, for those preacher of rapture people who believe in the preacher of rapture, will happen in September. And back up five months, which is the, the month of, of grace, the five months, which will be April, May, June, July, August, September, which is five months in between, which will be grace. Now, the number grace, the number five represents grace. And um, things are going to happen, particularly in, the, in that five-month span, whatever year it is, between April and September of whatever year it is that Christ is going to re- come back for his people and the tribulation period will start. Now, the number six is, is the Antichrist number, and it's also man's number. And it, the, the number six will represent April to October, which will be the beginning of the tribulation period. Now, what is God going to be doing in the five months of grace, calling his people home, or calling the last Gentiles home? And and, and let's help God. Let's pray that God gives America grace to survive uh, that time period. Uh, because if America signs a peace deal, the Antichrist is going to come back and confirm that covenant. And if America forces Israel to give away anything, especially East Jerusalem, they're going to be hurting, or we're going to be hurting. <clears throat> so let's not hope this California earthquake. <clears throat> um, these earthquakes are signals that something much bigger is coming. And um, the thing is, is that right after Kerry or President Obama goes to the Middle East and signs, and I, I wouldn't even doubt if President Obama don't even show up, or show. I wouldn't even doubt if he shows up, um, and and receive the credit for it. But see, we have to also look at what's going on in our markets. There is a perfect stock market chart. Uh, that represented 1929 to 2014, and it was overlapping. And they, these 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 charts are so similar to each other. And it, and it happens that the the markets collapsed in 1929. So there's a specifically era, areas um, ironic, eerie uh, match to the both. Um, 2029 and 2014. So if you can overlap the two, look look up all your search engines. 2014, 2020, I mean 1929 uh, charts, and you're gonna see uh, that these charts are so similar. Then, if you look at, um, you can do the same thing with uh, um, 2014 and 2000. I'm um, 1987, and it's the same. It looks the same. Uh, matter of fact, uh, just before uh, October 19, 1987, for those who remember that collapse, it's a similarity. It's a great similarity to that also. So what I'm starting to find out is there's a common thread between when the, there's there's certain behaviors that people do. Um, and combinations of actions. Like, for instance, when somebody says, um, why doesn't uh, evil thing happen? Well, 
people, uh, you know, if you get in a car wreck, why does things happen to some certain people? Well, there's always actions that from the recipients who get into the car wreck have to perform before that car wreck it transpires, uh, unfortunately. And um, many actions make up various car wrecks, various, various gun shootings at school, because had you lost your wallet, you have to go find your wallet, if you, that couldn't save your life from getting in the car wreck. Well, the reason why I brought that up is because I wanted to see the similarities between various market activities and why 1929, and I mean, folks, the world was different back then, so why does it match up to uh, 2014 so evenly and so perfectly? It's because the human activity never changes. The, the supply and demand never changes. I mean, you can go back to Egypt way back a couple of years ago, and you probably can, if, if you can, if if, there, if America was similar to Egypt, you can probably line the charts up, and you probably can get the same thing from their markets, if they had markets back then, and, and, and understand that, hey, this is human activity. Remember, it doesn't matter uh, if you're in Egypt hundreds of years, thousands of years ago or in America. Humans still need to eat. They still need to go to work. They still need to, they, they still have entertainment. Uh, there's still investments. Uh, there's still, uh, you still got to raise your kids. So human activity could be studied just like in these charts, but they use computers, highly sophisticated computers, and they line these charts up together, and it looks like these charts are perfectly matched. And I tell you, if John Kerry signs that peace deal, or Barack Obama, which he's not the Antichrist, he is a forerunner. I can promise you that. That's why I wish I made wrote books and did other things. People wouldn't like me because I would probably say, see, I want, I want to be a killjoy. I want to kill your joy and say that Barack Obama is not the Antichrist. He doesn't. He looks at a teleprompter. Come on, you guys. He smokes marijuana. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, I'm not not down to the president. We need to pray for the president. But I'm just saying, man. The president Obama is married. I don't. I don't. I mean, I just don't see him as being an antichrist. He's too weak. The antichrist will come to the scene with muscles. He will not be on the scene for six years and lose lose his muscles. And Pope Francis is not the false prophet. Give Satan, get out, I mean, just, I mean, I'm not trying to be a killjoy, but come on, folks. St. Malachi is not a Bible prophet, so give him a chance to be wrong. He was wrong. Um, I, I believe that the false prophet, Antichrist, well, the, false, the Antichrist comes first. If you look at Revelation 13. Technically, the beast system comes first. If you if you if you look at Daniel chapter seven, and I looked among the ten, and then another one came up, which is diverse from the first. Why is he diverse from the first? I believe he's diverse from the first because he's a king. He's a prince, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does come from Turkey. 
but I believe he, I mean, he can come from Turkey, Greece, Iraq, or Syria, which I believe that Syria will return back to a monarchy, and he will rise up out of Syria. Or he can just be a, a, a person who has claim to a lineage. But I do believe he'll be a perfect copycat Christ. You say, well, there is, there is no perfect copycat Christ. Yes, it is. Um, but it's amazing, folks, how... Uh, and then let's talk about the Noah movie right quick. I went to go see that. Now, and, and, and a lot of people say, well, well, why do you go in and give... Um, you know, give your money to the, you're just part of the problem. I mean, come on, man. Really? And as far as when people say, well, if you don't vote, uh, I heard a Christian preacher talking about if you don't vote, um, you can, you can exercise your, your belief in God by not voting, um, or voting. Because you have the right to vote. I mean, having the right to vote says I don't have to vote. Now, if 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 I believe that the system's corrupt, and I, I'm gonna vote, I'm gonna vote every year. I mean, that's that's not what I don't misconstrue. I'm gonna vote, but my, I have the right not to vote. Uh, now, if I obey God, I need to fire. I mean, and somebody send me some scripture, that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm going to vote, but I'm going to vote for amendments that say, um, you know, I don't want gay marriage, or I'm going to vote for uh, some, against an abortion pill or something like that. Yeah, I vote, and I and 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 do I vote for president? Yeah, I vote for president, but I vote for Christian guys. That's not that has no chance to win. But you have the right to vote or not to vote. But let's go back to Noah. Um, I, I, the reason why I said all that is because people um, like to split hairs. Uh, you you go to, you give them money for this. Like I'm giving them a million dollars. Come on, man. Me and my wife went to go see it, and it's not biblical. Now, please don't say that. Um, if you if you don't watch movies. And you don't watch TV, then you have the right to say what you just, you know what I, you know what I just said. Why are you why are you giving money to these people? But if you watch movies other than Noah, don't say anything to me. I, I don't feel like I don't even want to hear it. Um, because um, Noah movie, I, there's no way you can make that. I mean, the only thing you can, I can say about Noah movie is that it's right timing. I think we, I know we're in the, in, in times and I know that we're in the days of Noah. Now, um, what was so peculiar about that movie is, is that look, one of the things that took me off is first of all, they all had wives and, um, only one of them ended up going on the boat. <laughs> only ham, uh, ended up with uh, not him, uh, Shem, Shem, I think, uh, was the one who ended up with a wife. Uh, and Joseph, 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 and uh, Ham didn't have a wife. And he went to go hunt for a wife, but when he was trying to get her on the boat, and she ended up being crushed by 
some people now as, as far as i when i read when i read uh genesis chapter six i i find that noah was cohabitating and he's preaching the gospel to them and that was far from what they had in the noah movie matter of fact noah and his family was running from the people i don't that's not what it would happen um so, yeah, if you want to go and push the envelope and say, yeah, you're wasting your money. Yeah, I, I agree. But I want to go see it so I can tell y'all. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do a show on it next week. Now, I did go see God's Net, Not Dead, and that's an excellent movie. That's a, that's Whoever made that movie need to have, a, have their hands shook in. Uh, that was a great movie. God's Not Dead. I recommend y'all go see that. And... um we couldn't have better timing on that. You couldn't have better timing. We need that kind of movie. And I, and I think that's the best movie out there. Now, there are some movies out there right now um, that have to do with the end times. And uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and mention some of those movies in the near future. Uh, Bible prophecy movies uh, at the best. So what I got on my on Dish Network, and I'm loving it, is G movies. And then we have On Demand, which that's all I watch. I don't even watch. Uh, I watch Christian movies, and I'm very selective of what I watch. And I'm very selective of a lot of things. And I notice that as the days go on. Um, very, very selective. I, I mean... I mean, I used to watch the King of Queens, and I mean, I, that's not why I'm going to heaven, though, because I watch those, and I don't, I don't watch those. But I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I, and I'm, and I love Jesus, and and I'm bold for Christ, and I, and I just want to uh, seek His face, and I, I want, I want to seek direction for my life, and and not just haphazardly. I want, I, I, I need to be a hundred percent in, or you're a hundred percent out. If you want percent out, you're, you're out. You need to be 110% in. You say, well, you just said 102. Okay, 100%. You need to be 100% in. Because there's some people going to be saved best by fire. And I'm starting to see who that is. There are people out there who who's, who love the Lord and uh, they seek his face, but it's kind of shit. It's kind of sketchy. But I'm going to tell you this. When the rapture happens, only people, people are going to, I've heard preachers say, some of the best preachers, some of the best pastors, some of the Adrian Rogers, um, Chuck um, Swindoll. I've heard some of these guys say stuff like, "If you if you said the sinner's prayer, you're good." Now I love those guys. I love Adrian Rogers. He passed away. God rest him. He's walking in heaven right now. Um, and that's to say the least for some of the pastors that I know. Uh, one of the biggest pastors that ever walked the face of America. He's much older now, and I hope and I hope he's he he didn't say what he said when he said that uh, everybody can make it to heaven. Uh, but um, besides the point, we'll talk about that later. But um, God has a mission for everyone out there who is listening to this broadcast that Christ died on the cross for you, and and through Him. Uh, is liberty, uh, and we have grace, and God has mercy for everyone out there. And if you if you having problems with addictions, and, and and no matter how much you seem like you're 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 trying, um, you keep doing it. Uh, once you think about moving closer to God, when you when 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 that happens, uh, move closer for the rest of your life. Uh, seek the Lord's face and move closer. That's your power source. Nothing else. So if you're living worldly 
and you and you have an addiction or you having habits that or, or uh, matter of fact, I saw a tread and I shouldn't mention this right now, but I saw a tread that says uh, this is why my show is not popular because I don't stick to the subject. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't do enough shows anyway, but I, I need to stick to the to the subject. Uh, but I. I uh, you know what? I'm going to say April, 1st, April 15th. I'm going to try my best to stick to the subject. But um, this is too important. Uh, masturbation. I saw a uh, a, a, a Facebook thread on that. And um, it was talking about can you do it. And I didn't get a chance to read the thread. And I probably won't be able to even find it unless I'm late. Because i got to go to work tomorrow morning. i got a long day. I work three days a week, 12 hours a day. So uh, I, mean, they, I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And these days get long. So, um, but I get the rest of the week, the, the week off. So, but anyway, that that trail is talking about is masturbation wrong, and uh, and I and I see this thing that because uh, I used to do it when when my heart when I felt like sick because I did that, and then all of a sudden I did it so much that I I I, I become numb, but I still knew it was wrong, and I, I tried to stop many times. And the trouble is that I I you know my mind had to be changed. It had to be renewed, and uh, I had to get a, pers- a right perspective uh, on how uh, the Bible, what the Bible is trying to tell me, and and I came up to the conclusion that God fights the wars, and um, I also came to the conclusion that I had to block out certain things in my in my mind, and I had to uh, I had to uh, you know flee from it, so. I had to really prioritize and say, uh, you know what, man, it's it's more important to go to heaven than to go to hell. And I had to I, I had to really fight some of the battles. Like, for instance, one of the churches telling me that masturbation was okay. I don't think it's okay. And um, the Bible talks about uncleanness, um, and uh, I believe it's 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 fornication or it's adultery. Why would you have if you're married? Why would you have to do that? If so, if you're doing that, you just, it's already adultery because the Bible says if you think of a woman in your heart, you have already done it. So that that's already done. So if you act acting it out, that's 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 fornication. And um, uh, if you're single, it's I mean I'm sorry, it's adultery. But if you're single, it's fornication. So God gives you strength and power, but you have to understand we're in the end time. So you listen to this radio program, you got uh, many reasons to stop. Now you can't stop if you. Can, I mean, definitely the question is, can you stop in your own power? Now we have willpower. You can't stop with willpower, yeah. But I would rather stop with Jesus Christ's help. So move closer to Christ. He's real. He's a, he he wants to help you. He wants to set you free. It's more important, folks, to be set free from masturbation and, and sexual addiction than it is to have a big house or to be healed of cancer. Because people are saying, well, I'm going to die. And, you know, and then people get sick with cancer and then they get mad at God. And, I can, you know, sometimes I can understand what they, where they're coming from somewhat, but not really. Because... If you die in six months to a year, the Bible talks about loving your your, your life unto death in, in Revelations. Well, you have to uh, have faith that you're going to be in heaven when when you're dead, when you die. And that's 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 the ultimate glory. 
That's the ultimate thing. You want to be with Christ. You want to be in heaven for eternity. If you're mad at God today, ask God to heal that. Ask God to give you more time. If you think you have a job to do or duty to do, ask God to give you more time because I, I, I would hate to have cancer and have to look at my five-year-old, my six-year-old, and my four-year-old. Well, I don't have a five-year-old. He's going to be six next month, but uh, next week. But uh, I got a four and a soon-to-be six-year-old. <laughs> but um, I would sure hate to look at them. But I, I, I can live in peace knowing that Jesus is coming back soon. I don't have cancer, but I'm just saying. But but God has a mission for everyone out there, y'all. I mean, it's to preach the gospel. The last thing Jesus said is is to preach the gospel. We're all valuable. Everyone's valuable. You you have a mission, and you become unvaluable when your life is just being lived for yourself. No, we always we always future we always one prayer away from salvation, and a lifetime full of miracles and 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 preaching and praying and ministering to others. But we have to put God first. That's the only way, man. That's the only way, folks, that we're going to be able to stop addiction. So I wanted to cover that because uh, in the future, I'm going to stick to Bible prophecy. You know, um, my mission is to do videos a lot better than I've been doing videos. I mean, I, I get caught up uh, in... in doing other things, but um, if I do write a book, folks, it's going to be free. Uh, if I do charge, charge, it'll be just to pay the fees. I would love to get, like, a, a move to a new house and stuff like that, but I, I'm thinking this, folks. Um, in my Father's house, there are many mansions or abiding places. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. There I am, you will be also. That's that's my house. When people say, well, I, 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 God is here to do this and this and this, and he's here to bless you with money, but and that's okay too, but, you know, that's, I mean, God is going to supply your needs, especially if you live in America. The best thing you can think of is to be thankful that your name is written in the book of life. And if you don't know Jesus Christ today, ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to take over your life. Ask him to be both Lord and Savior. Because you give your life to Christ, it's actually giving your life to Christ. You're not, we're not at a Billy Graham concert or Billy Graham crusade where... Uh, Christ is an option, uh, and and we're going to say the sinner's prayer and walk out, because Christ is still going to be there. He's still going to be in your life. He's still going to be watching over you, trying to woo you back to him, because immediately, sometimes people walk out of the Billy Graham crusade, and they're, and they're still not saved. They might have said the sinner's prayer, but they haven't accepted Christ into their life. They haven't let Jesus Christ become. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? Christ must be both Lord and Savior. So God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful night. Love y'all. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. 
Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful night.